I didn't, I did not cancel my echo because it scared me. I'm just having a hard time finding my mute button. Oh God. Are you plugged in? My dog thinks this microphone is a ball because it looks like a ball. Welcome to Perspective Paradox. If you're still with us, that means we've got awesome guests, and we're pretty sure that we do. In this episode, we're going to take off Char's shoes from last week and take a step into Akila's shoes and see what she has to say about being a woman in a traditionally male career. So Akila, again, thank you for joining us today and talking to us about your experience on this topic, which is women in traditionally male-dominated careers. If you just want to start by telling us who you are and, and how you got to where you are, that would be awesome. Well, I'm Akila. I'm from Iowa, but I grew up in Minneapolis, went to school in Minneapolis. My story is so long. The things that I've done, it's so much. I mean, you gotta, you gotta throw me, throw All me right. some questions. We could jump right in with the biggest question. What is your perception of women in traditionally male-dominated careers? You know, I don't really know. I, I don't really know. I, I don't really uh, uh, look at it is male careers, women careers, you know, kind of the, the gender roles, the normal, what society sees as, as gender roles. I don't really prescribe to that. So I don't really, I don't really get it. You know, if you like doing something, then you should do it no matter if you're a woman or a male. That shit doesn't, re- ooh, can I cuss? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit doesn't really matter. And I mean, if you're able to do any job or any skill or, you know, if you have the abilities, then I don't think it matter was between legs. Back to getting to kind of know you and your background. As you said, a lot of people are of the mindset that, you know, women can't do certain things or women will feel discriminated against. So is there something growing up or an influence you had that you thought, well, maybe this is why I'm like, who cares? Like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah, my mom, I think my mom was a big one. Um, But my mom, I guess, sort of took the traditional side. Uh, She was a nurse. But my mom did whatever the hell she wanted to do. You know, she let us do whatever we wanted to do. So growing up, I kind of just did whatever I wanted to do. You know, if I wanted to roll around in the dirt, then I was rolling around in the dirt. If I wanted to look good, then I was looking good. If I, you know, whatever. The careers that I chose, I think those... Those were just based off of, I'm not afraid to work. What was the first career that you got into? What was the first job you had? Oh, I worked at Subway. All right. <laughs> 15 years old, working at Subway, passing subs to all my friends. Yeah, that, that's a <laughs> So many of us probably did. Um, how about, so what was the first job that you had that there was a lot of men where maybe you were one of the only females working there? I'd say the army. I went into the army when I was 23. You know, I was a little nervous about that. My my grandma uh, retired from the army. I got a couple uncles that retired from the army. Um, so I was a little nervous about that. But when I got in, I was like, oh, this is a hostile workout camp. This is nothing. You know, it was, it was easy. What did you do in the army? What was your MOS? I was a 91 Bravo and 88 hotel. So transportation, logistics. Yeah. Truck is 88. Is that a truck driver? 88 Mike is truck driver. Nicole was in the army. Oh yeah. I was in the national guard in supply. Best friend. Yes. Yeah. You are my best friend. That's true. The army is hostile towards females. I will say that it is hostile towards females. It's a weird career to navigate. 
What is one of the first things that you saw that indicated that to you? Was it in basic training? Was it in advanced training? When did you start to go, huh? Yeah, it's going to be tough because I'm a female. Um, I think it was advanced training. And, and more so, I, it was, there's a lot of sexual harassment and there's a lot of on that side, you know, doing the work, doing the work wasn't, wasn't bad for me. I seen for other females a little bit, but then, you know, you get into other things like, you know, females tend to be coddled and, you know, stuff like that. But um, yeah, the sexual harassment and uh, that type of thing in the army is tough. That's really tough. Yeah. Did you ever say anything or do anything when you were there? Did you have any conflicts? No, I never had any conflicts, but a lot of uh, other female soldiers I've seen had issues. When you talk about the sexual harassment, is it something you're just saying like of, about the talk and about the culture and how people act? Or do you mean in a way that it was uncomfortable for you? You know, the talk doesn't really bother. It didn't really bother me much. But I think that there were so there's so many men and so few women that um, the men tend to be overbearing, you know, with their with their come ons. And, you know, I, I think men want it. Women want it. It's all the same. But with women, you know, let's just be frank. We can pick and choose. You know, if we want to do it, we could just go step outside and say, hey, yeah, you come here. You know what I mean? And right. men can't yeah. do that. So, you know, with so many men and so few women, you know, it's like, oh, I'm turning dudes down left and right as I'm walking <laughs> to the chow hall. Like, God. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. One of the other women that we talked to, her name was Ruby. And she said, you know what? Like, we have the advantage now. You know, we talk about women having discrimination, but like you said, too, we can pick and choose. And she was talking about careers and things like that. But right, like we got to a place, it seems like, where we just have a lot more choices. And yeah. it's almost like I'm hearing you say in that, yeah, there was a lot of guys and men acting a certain way, but it's almost kind of like, oh, sorry for you that that's how you're acting instead of it being something that's like inconvenient or bothering you. It's more yeah. like, oh, you guys, too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Krisha, do you have any stats or anything? I don't think you have any military ones, do you? No, I don't have any military ones, but I do want to point out that Akila is a firefighter. And one of the stats that I did find is that there's roughly about 4% of all the firefighters in the nation are women. Oh, that's low. Yeah, it was like one of the lowest as I was looking at all the different kinds of jobs. If you're a firefighter, uh, you're yep. in the Army. And what are some other jobs that you have done other than Subway? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I want to hear about Subway, really. <laughs> I know, man. That was amazing. That was a good time. Um, I currently work for Ray County Correctional Facility. Been there for a while. I'm a correctional officer there. Before I, I became a firefighter, I actually worked for the railroad as a conductor, hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Actually, what did you do? So the engineer is actually the driver of the train. They just go yeah. forward and backwards. The conductor actually runs the entire train. Um, so you got yards, you know, train yards. That's where the train is made up. The conductor actually makes up the train. Mm -hmm. The conductor is also on the road with the train when it's crossing, you know, wherever it's going, making sure the paperwork's right, talking to dispatch, uh, things like that. Actually, that seems kind of, I don't know. Was it boring? It was boring as hell. <laughs> It pays well, though, doesn't it? I heard it pays well. It pays well, but you have no life. It's you a know? hard, hard life. 
When you're on the train, are you with anyone else or you're by yourself? No, you're with the engineer. So it's just the engineer. (laughs) So is the engineer always male? While I was working, I only seen two women and one of them was a manager, you Mm -hmm. know? So I knew how I would be perceived by these 50, 60 year old white men. I just knew it. You know what I mean? I'm a 30 year old black woman. I mean, I look physically fit. I look like I can do the job, but as soon as I walk in the door, they're looking at me like, who the fuck is this? You know? And that's the look that I would get. And I'd brush that shit off my shoulder because I know my job. Obviously they, they didn't have a choice, but to give me a chance. And when they seen that I could do the job, then we actually got along. But it's like, you got to prove yourself first. And I'm not sure if some of my male counterparts had to do the same, but I, I just felt within me, like I'm the only, I'm representing, I'm the only one. Right. What inspired you to become an engineer? The money. <laughs> okay. And All right. And then you said, you know, you felt good because you knew your job. Was there training, intense training that gave you? Yeah. Okay. The training was, the training was super hard. You know, you got to go through all the federal regulations, all the hazmat. Trains are very dangerous. You know, I look back at it now and I'm like, damn, I really did some of that dangerous ass shit. You know, it's super dangerous. The type of cargo, the type of uh, materials that you transport, you are, it's a hard life. You think that's what maybe keeps some women from it is the idea that you just have to be really strong? You know, I don't think so. I think maybe women shy away from it because they don't see other women doing it. Mm-hmm. It's It's been such a male dominated field for whatever reason that you know women just don't don't go that way yeah I don't know I mean it's definitely not anything that I've really thought of either it's not like they advertise it in school they talk about you know being police or firefighters and that type of thing but they don't talk about being an engineer right so all right so you were an engineer and also this firefighter like definitely want to go back to that so are you currently a firefighter yep and how long have you been one? Two years. Okay. And we just learned 4% of firefighters are females. So are there any females in your station? There's a lot. There's is there? Lot. Yeah. So the 4% kind of throws me off. I guess was doing a good job because there's a lot of females. That is interesting. And are the standards the same then? So I know military standards are a little bit different for male and female. Are firefighter standards the same? Yep. They're the same, which is oh. tough. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that was, I can't, (laughs) I can't even imagine. I mean, physical fitness is not my thing. (laughs) Is there any type of variance? Like, is there any exception within firefighting? Like, Oh, we understand you're a woman. So like you can have two more times to take the test or anything, or is it just like black and white? Nope. It's black and white, but I did read an article a long time ago. Um, when I was, when I was getting ready to take the physical test for this job, there was a woman, I think in New York or something like that. There was like this big commotion about her taking the test and she like failed a few times, but still got the job. I don't know, something crazy like that, but no, it's the same men and women. It's the same. That's impressive. Cause that's something that, I mean, biologically we are different. So mm-hmm. you got to work really, really hard to be that strong, to carry how heavy of a person do you have to be able to carry? You know, I'm not sure how heavy that dummy was. I probably 170, maybe 180, just doing a drag. But that test was hard. (laughs) I bet. I'm not even going to lie. It was hard. And so what brought you into firefighting? A friend of mine, you know, I I was training. I I do jujitsu. 
So a friend of mine that does jujitsu too, he's like, hey, we're hiring. You should, you know, fill it out. And I'm like, what? I never thought about being a firefighter. He's like, just do it. And I was like, all right. And then here I am. It sounds like you have a lot of strength and a lot of courage just to say, well, this is what's in front of me. I'm going to try this. I'm going to, yeah. okay, well, I'll go be an engineer now. I'm going to do this. Never questioning whether or not you should or shouldn't or could just, well, I'm going to give it a try. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, nobody can tell you, you can't do something but yourself. You just got to fucking try. And if you suck, you suck. It is not because you're a woman or a man. It's just because you suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet Chris would agree with that. For sure. Yes, that is, that is correct. Yeah. If you suck, you suck. Don't make any excuses. Yep. We talked about the railroad. We talked about firefighting and even corrections. One of the things I did come across and I thought was kind of interesting. Women sometimes are considered in male dominated jobs as the occupational token. This is when 15% of the colleagues in her occupation are women. Do you feel like the occupational token while working as a firefighter, or even as conductor? I did have some of those thoughts in my mind. I know when I sat in the waiting room for the physical test for the firefighter, I was the only female. It was like 20 of us. I was the only female. I was the only person of color. And I just sat there like, and I was looking around and I was like, I'm like the one that they just got a fucking test just cause just to check off the box. Mm-hmm. But then I, I thought again, and I was like, no, I'm supposed to be here doing this. And the same thing for the railroad too. I kind of thought like, you're just checking this box off because diversity and all this other bullshit. But then I was like, I got army, I got logistics, I got all this shit and I can pass all these tests. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes like, you know, your first thought, you look around and you're like, am I supposed to be here? You know, are they just doing this just because they got to check some boxes? But then you got to shake that shit off and say, nope, I'm supposed to be here. This is, I, I can do this. Just to take that a step further, what about other females that are not firefighters and they see that you're working corrections, they see that you're a firefighter, do they view you differently or they view you or you're just the occupational token for these industries? No, nothing negative. I actually get when we go on calls as a firefighter, I actually get it a lot like, oh, she's a woman. Oh, that's nice. You know, I get, mm-hmm. I get really positive stuff. I was actually on a call one day. We had a fire. It was a car fire. Um, so I had all my gear on. You couldn't tell if I was a man or a woman with all my gear on. There were some little kids in the alley, you know, just kind of watching us put the fire out. And there was a little black girl, maybe seven or eight years old. And uh, she was riding her bike. And I go to take my helmet off. And this lady goes, oh, she's talking to the little girl. And she's like, oh, look, see, you could be a firefighter just like her. And I just start bawling. It just was tears were just below. I'm like trying to put the fire out, just crying. Like, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is just a moment, you know, that is, thank you for telling us about that. Like I have goosebumps. That's amazing. And I'm trying to find some info as we're talking, because when we talk about this occupational token and, and how you're saying, like you question it. And I have too, as a female, I've been like, mm, maybe I got this promotion because I'm a woman. Why do we have the idea that people have to be hired? I understand diversity and like there's non-discrimination laws, but is there something that either of you know about that says X employer of this size has to hire 14 African-Americans or 17 Pacific Islanders? I don't think that's actually a thing. I think they have to not discriminate. 
the world kind of thinks that we do have to go, okay, well, you just got hired because they needed a woman or whatever. I'm not sure. I don't know if there's any requirements for certain careers. I don't think there is requirements because it would be discrimination. The requirements come within physical or medical. Those are the requirements depending on the job. You can factor those in, but if you're going to select male, female, or race, that's where you are are starting to break laws. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I believe that's, you have to draw a line somewhere and the line is medical and physical. From that perspective, then I would say that it's a positive thing if someone's put in a role because of who they are or what they look like even, because to me, that's meaning that that organization or that department is saying, let's bring opportunities. Are you in the army still? Nope. So what brought you to corrections? My degrees are actually in criminal justice. I was working towards possibly law enforcement. But I was kind of leaning away from that. The more that I got into the studies, especially during my master's, then I was really like, I don't know if I want to do law enforcement. I've gotten the job right when I got back from deployment. They were hiring and it was like I couldn't pass it up. Corrections is good. Corrections is uh, takes a certain type of person, I think. Yes, it does. <laughs> We've both worked in corrections and I'll tell you that I, I'm not, I, it's not for me. Really? <laughs> it does take a certain kind of person and I'm, I'm not, you know. Where'd you work? I worked for a county. Ugh. So you worked downtown? No, I worked in the workhouse just shortly too. I didn't even hang on very long. I, I saw enough jail, you know, uh, nakedness and just, <laughs> no, it was not that. It was actually the people I was working with made it more difficult than anything. Yeah. And it was just a very negative environment. And I just was like, mm. yeah, I worked in county workhouse four years too long, recognized and realized I did not like inmates and mm-hmm. I got sick of the games. Yeah. At least when you have a job outside the walls, you can move around. You don't have to play games. You, if I don't like you, I get to go away. Right. When you go in to work and you check in and do whatever you need to do those doors lock the game is on and i got tired of it yeah yeah so on that that's also good for one of our next questions is in these really stressful careers that are male dominated how do you take care of yourself what do you do when you have to cry in your firefighter i think the first thing is maybe realizing that it's stressful in general for everybody i don't really like prescribe to the whole like women are weaker or whatever mm-hmm. like men fucking cry too they cry probably more. When you realize that like, okay, this shit's stressful. Probably it's stressful for me. It's probably stressful for him. You know, you try to, I don't know, just be a human being. Yeah. I love it. Like, I love it. And maybe we came into this thinking it's like society's telling us that women still feel uncomfortable, but do we? Right. No, we don't. (laughs) Do you have women around you who have been like, oh, my God, I can't do what you do because I'm a girl? No, I've had a lot of women say, oh, that's, you know, that's great that you're doing that. But I think that as times, especially as the laws change and women start to gain more rights, I think women have always been able to do a whole bunch of good shit. Women have been doing the most since forever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that now we're getting more opportunities to show. When I was looking at that, I found out that nowadays there are more women going into these jobs, if it's STEM, construction, law enforcement, and fire, because the millennials in the U.S., there are less segregated by gender. And therefore, when they get older, the transition is, I won't say simple, but the transition is easier versus if go back 20 years, 
40 years and you got one or two females, like it'd be a harder transition or harder even starting off because they're seeing barriers. Right. But I'm going to go back to what you said, Nicole, regarding, is it just society? A lot of the stuff that I was finding, they felt like society should be like, oh, women are like, can't do these jobs and all that stuff came from articles or publications that were magazines. Mm-hmm. And then peer review studies do talk about those stressors, those isolations, and, and maybe the lack of females getting the support that they need. But I saw more of those studies, but 80s and 90s reviews versus to what I'm seeing it for the past 10 years. The millennials are less segregated when it comes to gender roles, gender in general. We're seeing it differently. What else have you done, Akila? Um, I fight. Yep. Oh, yeah. Aren't you training right now for a professional fight? Yeah. yeah. You fight girls, right? Because you're a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. How long have you been training to fight? Uh, about six years. How many bouts have you had or fights? Combined with everything like jujitsu, Muay Thai, maybe 40. Wow. Nice. Bringing it back. One of the things that I was interested in is the support that you have received from the Army when you're with the railroad and corrections and as a firefighter. Has there been mentors that you looked upon or you've utilized that help you grow professionally? No. Oh. No. You had no one? No. Besides my partner, my mom, no. Wow. I can see that. Like, I can see that you're just someone who says, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out and it's going to happen. When it comes to fighting, who taught you along the way? Who's coaching you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a coach for that. And is that a male? Is that a female? Both male and female. Have you ever thought to be a mentor? I've thought yeah. about it. What has stopped you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of sitting here like you have done so much in such a short amount of time. And it feels like there's such a huge opportunity that you could have to impact someone who has maybe a limited experience and needs a strong figure to look upon. I think if the, the opportunity presented itself, like if I met somebody that I kind of felt like used my help a little bit, I'd for sure do it. A lot of times when you're in these jobs, you have to be on a team or you work as a team or you have a partner or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And typically those are viewed as being kind of bitchy when they work these jobs, right? Yeah. And do you feel that sometimes you can be standoffish or like there's this invisible wall that's put up or people put a wall up because you're a female, you work these jobs, therefore you're bitchy, therefore I can't approach you or she won't mentor me? Um, hmm. I think sometimes I, and this may be my wrongdoing, I think sometimes I put up that invisible wall. I think sometimes I'll see certain things, especially um, when it comes to males, like the good old boys club and, you know, things like that. I'm not going to force myself into those spaces. I just don't feel like I need to. Putting up walls, that's something that I've experienced multiple times, for sure. It's that barrier I feel that sometimes I have. So there's something about you, Akila, that is like stuff just rolls right off you, right? You're just like, well, this is fine and that's okay. And like, it is. That's a skill that people need is to go, all right, I can work here. Mainly, you just got to be confident in who you are as a person, you know? 
that's the biggest thing is just being being confident in who you are as a person and not trying to change yourself or adapt yourself to other people or things around you. You just got to be confident in your space. Here, let me ask you this question and kind of get your thoughts on it. This is from a study from the Journal of Applied Psychology. And there was a findings that suggested that people, both male and female, penalize women for success, tendency that may limit women's progress in traditional male fields. However, future studies are needed. Do you think that's true? Do you think the success or there's a lack of success of females in male-dominating jobs because of that? Maybe like in the business side, but I've never really experienced any of that. I think that's stupid. I think that's horseshit. I think that's just male egos insecure about their own abilities you know yeah you got this woman whipping your ass at work all right (laughs) i really want to know like you nicole i'm really curious what in your early childhood your your mom was a strong fit an outstanding job creating a great human and it seems like nothing sticks on you is there a moment that you can think about that your mom did something that it just clicked or um, no, I think it was just a combination of just cumulative stuff over the years. Um, I'm the oldest of four. And I think it was just, you know, just follow the leader, just watching her, watching her movements, how she presented herself to people, how she took care of the home, you know, just kind of building up off of that. And also I grew up in a tough neighborhood where, you know, you got to stick up for yourself. So you're 33 You've done all of these incredible things and you have your master's. You're still working for it. Where are you at in school? Nope. I'm done. I got it. Master's in what? Uh, management emphasis in criminal justice. Okay. What do you want to use that for? Nothing. It's a shitty piece of paper. It's like, I was going to go, you know, I wanted to go deeper into corrections and maybe law enforcement. And then it was like, Uh, I don't know. And then the fire department came up. So what made you go after it then? Why were you getting a master's? When I was young, my mom, uh, she was, she's director of nursing of a facility. I watched her go through school and it was always kind of like put to me, you know, I don't care what you do. As long as you just continue to keep going to school, you know, take one or two classes at a time, just get it done. And I kind of just, just did that. Because it made sense. Yeah, Yeah, that that is fair. That's impressive. So now you've got this whole life ahead of you and all of these experiences. What is next for you? What is your goals in the next three to five, one year? Well, now is really learn being a firefighter. I'm really taking that in. It's a difficult job. It's pretty difficult. Um, It's doable, but it's it's difficult. Um, And I really want to be good at it. So I'm trying to put, you know, all my mind power into really figuring that out um laying low with this covid mm-hmm. trying to be safe trying to be healthy that's um, about it are you a driver or a firefighter Just at this firefighter. Time? do you have aspirations to become a driver or even climb higher than that yep i'd like to keep going all the way up you know as long as i'm able to do the job a lot of yeah. people especially i learned in the army you get promotions for the money well, that shit doesn't make sense to me. I only want to promote if I know within myself that I can do the job. All right. Yeah, I can totally oh. respect that. I think that's huge. Knowing what you're getting into, knowing what you can handle, what you can't handle, right. and if you're going to serve it well or not. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's me. Perception within firefighting. If you do the job, you can do the job. 
I don't care who you are, but just get the job done, right? Mm -hmm. Do you see that or is there something else that maybe we're missing? No, from what I've seen so far with my short time being there, I think it's about that. One of our last questions is what advice would you give men or women on this topic? And as we're talking about it, you know, the topic is really, as far as, as you're concerned, it's really not a topic. So let's play a scenario. You come across someone, your cousin, your female cousin says, man, I wanted to be a firefighter, but I went in and they told me, no, you're not strong enough. Your female, females can't do this. What would you say or do? Fuck them. (laughs) Well, you know, that's, that's a hard one. I think in small areas or like world things like that stuff might exist still. Really? That's a good old boys thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough. I've never, those, that situation, you know, that, that would be tough dealing with that. Um, There's a lot of nepotism and, and stuff like that. And I mean, that's tough to even scratch the surface on, you know, that's really tough to get into. I stay away from the good old boys club and changing myself, you know, like you got to act like a man. No, fuck that. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't even know how to navigate because I just stay away from it. You know, you be stupid over there and then I'm just going to work. Yeah. Actually, uh, that brings up a good point. And I know, Nicole, we we try not to talk about us in here, but I think you bring up a good point. When I first started off in corrections, working at the workhouse, it was like my third day of training. I had one of the good old boys, old dude. Kind of at, at the end, I looked up to him. He was pretty cool. But he brought me up into like this secluded area of the big workhouse there. And he was talking, talking, and then we just stopped and he turned to me and he basically says, females shouldn't be working in jail. You don't need to be here. You should just leave. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) I was a little taken back. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was like 20 years of age or something like that. And it was, I was taken aback by it. Didn't quite know how to deal with it. You said like, you have to do a job and you prove those old guys by doing your job. And I got that same reaction when we had to deal with a guy in SAG. He was butt-ass naked and it was go time. We go hands-on. I wasn't trying to prove anything. I just had to go hands-on because everyone was going hands-on. And and once we get done with it and the guy goes, yeah, you changed my mind. I was wrong about you. And then after that, it was like, hey, it was smooth sailing after that. Did you have a situation like that that kind of like sticks in your head? Yeah, on the railroad. I worked with this old guy. I could tell he was kind of pissed off the first day that I was I was going to work with him. He's like, I got a woman like this is shitty. But I'm very cooperative when I work. Working on the railroad, the conductor does everything. And the engineer mm-hmm. just goes forward and back. The conductor tells the engineer what to do. Even though the engineer probably has 20, 30 years on the job, the conductor is person. And uh, whenever I got on the job with this guy, I'd always come to him and say, hey, man, this is what we got to do today. What do you think is the best way we should do this? And I wasn't coming to him doing that because he was a dude or, you know, whatever. He just got 20 years on the job and I got a day. You know, I I want the best way so we can get up out of here. And uh, he came at me like I didn't know the job. Yeah. And that wasn't it. It was just trying to get some, you know, like you got to work this shit, too. So we worked and he found out that I could do the job. A guy got put with him and I seen him, you know, after he worked with this guy and he's like, you need to get your ass back to my train. This dude, he's like, you're way better than him. 
And I was just like, oh yeah, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so maybe it, maybe the advice to women is, and I don't want to put advice in your mouth for you, but I just had this thought is like, you know what, if you think you can do the job and you can do the job then like go and do the job. And apparently men respect that just fine. If yeah. you can do the job, like if you can do it, go do it. Like you don't have to talk about it. Just go do it. Yeah. I learned that actually working in the jail. Please tell me if you see the same way here, Akila. I found guys are really straightforward. And if you just call it as is, you're not going to get any pushback. They're not going to play any games. Us females, though, oh my gosh, we love to play games. I could say the same thing over and over and over, and you'll find a different way of spinning it and coming back and trying to throw it right back in your face. Right. So I always preferred to work men's section because it was very easy for me to keep things in line just by calling it what it was. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two questions. Do you think that women in these roles and women working this hard is, is hurting the masculinity of men? And if it is, does it matter? I don't know if it's hurting the masculinity of men. I think that those men that get butt hurt anyway are insecure anyway. You know, no matter what, they're insecure. If a woman is in there in the room or not, they're insecure. Yeah. They just hide it better with other men around. And who cares if they get hurt? Move move over. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was well said. If they're going to get butt hurt, they are anyways. And that's true. And like if, if, if masculinity is not getting butt hurt, well, they probably need to have some feelings. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This is very interesting. Interesting and nice to see because if you can recognize those types of people who are just in denial or have a, I call it a defeatist attitude, mm-hmm. because if you stay with those people, then your attitude will mirror theirs. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Does it's very hard for you to make friends? I'm not trying to like. No, yeah. yeah, it does. Mainly because of my interest. I just don't have a lot of time. I don't have yeah. a lot of time to do the things that I don't want to do. Like I don't drink, you know, I'm not going to the bar. I'm yeah. just not going to, you know, yeah. it saves money. Yeah. I'm, I guess you can say I'm kind of a selfish person when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. But is it selfish? Sort of, you know, I, I had this, I had to think about this for a long time and honestly it is. But it's, but it's not selfish in a bad way, I don't think. Yeah, explain that. You know, it's a, it's a hard one. I had a tough time trying to figure this out about myself because I really do not like doing things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like a big reason why I got out of the Army. I think that anybody, you know, male or female, do what makes you happy at all times, as long as it's something good. And yeah, it can be selfish. But you're doing something that you want to do that makes you happy. Yeah, no, I see the good point. I could, yeah. I see it too. And I feel like that's a whole nother like four weeks we can talk because truth be told, right? Is it really selfish? It's only, in my opinion, selfish if those around you are being hurt by it. But if those around you are being hurt by it, are they truly supporting you if what you're doing is good? Like, I don't have groups of friends either that I used to have friends that would be like, oh, well, what about me? And it's like, well, look, like I didn't do that to hurt you, but I did it because I didn't have the time and space to be there for that event or to help with that. You know, like I'll come through when, when it's really needed, really needed. But I mean, I spend time doing what I want to do too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't think it's selfish. It's probably one of those other things that for so long, people are like, don't be selfish, help others. And it has this stigma around what it's supposed to look like that you think that when you're over here caring for yourself, you're being selfish. But you are being selfish. What's the definition of selfish? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I know I had a a long talk with myself about that. (laughs) My favorite part of your sentence is that you had a long talk with yourself about whether or not you're being selfish. Yeah. Selfish is lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one own profit or pleasure. But I don't mm. think, yeah, I don't think profit or pleasure is one's soul. I think that if you're like, you're taking care of your soul. Right. Which it's selfish to go to the casino with your last 40 bucks if you have a kid. Right. <laughs> it Because that, you know, is no. your pleasure or someone else's pain. Right. If you want to go out and fight and that hurts your friend's feelings because they're worried about you. That's not really the same thing because mm-hmm. they just need to fuck up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pull up your pants, buttercup. Yeah. Yep. So if you ever worry that you're selfish, just ask me. I'll tell you you're not. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you don't have to ask yourself if you're selfish anymore. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, Akila, any like last questions or thoughts for us? Oh, not really. I'm going to say something. I bet she's a red. You know, we work in corporate and we took some personality tests once and Chris is all about identifying color the person is like I was a green, she was a red and red means you're super sassy and you want people to like stop talking, get out of your way. And that's how Chris is. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you're red. Yeah, I know. But that's besides the point. I have nothing else to say. Do you have any questions though for us? No. All right, cool. <laughs> I literally just asked that. We appreciate your time, especially talking to two strangers. <laughs> no, it's all good. I enjoy it. Yeah, Thank I appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good luck with everything. Stay safe. All right. You too. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for this most recent episode of Perspective Paradox. Come back next week and hear KJ and I talk about our perspectives on women in traditionally male careers and a summary of those we visited with this month. We appreciate it and look forward to seeing you put on our shoes. Mm-hmm.